0: Litcast Slovakia, a podcast about Slovak literature in English. Welcome to Litcast Slovakia. My name is Julia Sherwood, and my guest for today's 28th episode of the podcast is Slovak translator and journalist. Tomáš Vučko. Tomáš studied journalism at the Comenius University in Bratislava and philosophy at Charles University in Prague. He has written reviews, essays and op-ed pieces as well as conducting interviews for a variety of Slovak and Czech media. He is the founder and editor-in-chief of the Slovak monthly Kapital and has translated a number of books from English into Slovak ranging from non-fiction through fiction to graphic novels, as well as works by Slovak writers into English. He has also published a novella, some short stories, and several radio plays. Hello, Tomáš. Welcome to Litka Slovakia.
1: Uh, Thank you very much for inviting me.
0: Thank you for coming. So let's start uh, talking about uh, your monthly capital, which you founded in 2017. Although it's not specifically a literary journal, uh, it devotes quite a lot of space to literature. Uh, can you introduce the journal overall and tell us what its goals are and where it fits within the Slovak and the Czechoslovak media landscape?
1: Uh, yeah, uh, well, uh, I founded it uh, together with my friend, uh, František Malik, uh, back in 2017, as you have mentioned. And uh, we did it because um, we were kind of missing something on the, on the scene, uh, mostly Slovak, uh, let's say, uh, scene of journals, uh, cultural journals. And uh, what we are missing was, um, let's call it more socially engaged cultural journal. Um, n- namely, uh, let's be honest, something like a leftist journal because uh, i knew and well i still know a couple of them in czech republic uh, well, i used to live there so i also used to write for those czech uh, leftist um, cultural journals and we didn't have anything similar here uh, we we have journals like Vilna or Glosslalia, which uh, in many ways i admire but um, they were not the type of of a journal that i had in mind uh, so we started this in 2017 and uh, now it's been for years and uh, we moved from not only being a monthly journal but now we are also a publishing house and we publish books and prepare podcasts and uh, public live events and um, stuff like this. So it has grown considerably and uh now um when you take a look at the number of subscribers and readers it's uh um, i'm really glad but it's the most popular cultural journal in Slovakia
0: i wasn't aware of the publishing house so uh what kind of books do you
1: publish uh we have published uh, uh so far uh, four uh collection of essays on various topics from um intimate uh, relations of old people uh, to body disabilities and then we have published uh, three more uh, let's say book essays uh, one was uh, a missionary position by christopher hitchens uh, and then uh, a book on video games and society called playstation dream world by a uh, British philosopher uh, Alfie Bown, and the third one was uh, a very famous uh, book essay by M.S. César, uh, Discourse on Colonialism. Yeah. And
0: so it's generally translated books?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah so far. But uh, the essays are like half-half, the, the, the collection of essays. We have some authors that were writing those essays for us, uh, like commissioned essays. uh, These were authors from Slovakia and Czech Republic.
0: I see. see. So you mentioned the podcasts and I was going to talk about that. So they're called uh, Copy Talks and uh, Within it, you co-host a series dedicated to literature, uh, Koniec Hry, End of the Game, which I've been listening to while running. (laughs) And uh, so from it, I learned that you've been reading or rereading 20th century Slovak literature, including some books written during the communist era within the constraints of socialist realism, such as Peter Jolnicki, Kusukru, Lump of Sugar, I have to say you have my admiration. I don't think I could bring myself to read that kind of book. So what draws you to this kind of literature?
1: Well, I'm curious. That's one thing uh, I want to know what they were writing uh, about and uh, their style. And I must say, uh, do read Petr Ilamnicki. He's pretty good uh, if you find some time for him, um, because he was writing uh, you know, before communis- communism uh, took over uh Those books are from the thirties uh both uh the Lump of Sugar and Polne um and uh they are very nice social dramas um they are very different from stuff written in the fifties uh for example um they are not that's not strict uh socialist realism uh because of the time they were written in. Um, yeah, and then, then I was reading a lot of uh, different stuff from the 50s, 60s and 70s. Um, some of it I liked more, some less. Uh, uh, I really enjoyed, uh, for example, um, Alphonse Bednar's uh, Sklenivrch, Glass Mountain, uh, that's an interesting one. Um, and then uh, from the 70s uh, I liked Ladislav Balek's Pomocnik, uh, the assistant. I think those are really worthwhile books, even uh, worthwhile to uh, maybe one day translate into English. Um, But uh, if if someone, let's say like English uh, reader or um, English listener would like to know more about Slavic literature from this era, I would recommend not maybe fiction as such, but uh, Uh, interviews with slovak writers from that era uh, that are collected uh, in antonin lim's book generace generation uh, because that's an impressive book uh, with really beautiful interviews
0: Yes, I've actually been reading it now. So, uh, you've actually anticipated one of my questions. So I was going to ask you for some recommendations, but maybe also going back uh, to the pre-war era, uh, did you come across uh, anything that uh, you think that has stood the test of time and might be of interest uh, to English language readers?
1: Um, well, I, I'm not sure if, uh, if I would recommend uh, right now something from the pre-war era. Uh, but but there are then many, uh, I would call it socially engaged or socially committed books or political novels. Let's say I'm pretty interested in political fiction um, that might be in- interesting for uh, an English reader. I'm, I'm not sure which of these are translated, you might know better. Um, uh, but I think, uh, for example, works by Peter Karvash, uh, such as absolute ban or Seven Witnesses. This might be interesting. Uh, Also, one of my favorites and I think one of the best books written in Slovakia is uh, Lukavické zápisky, um, uh, reports from from Lukavica maybe, uh, would be a loose translation, by Hanna Ponická, but maybe that has come out in English, I'm
0: not sure. No, not that no, I no, know of. No. Uh, and I don't really think anything by Karvash has been translated. Oh, so there is. So no. I will look into it. And uh, suddenly uh, Balak and Bednar were two authors I, I have been thinking about lately. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, I think it's probably maybe with the Ilemnitsky to come back to it. <laughs> it's the sort of books that uh, I think it's a generation difference. Uh, you know, they were being stuffed down our throats when I yeah, went to yeah, school. Yeah. Whereas you've of been course. discovering them of your own volition. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. A I, 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 th-
1: there's a huge difference, yeah, of course. <laughs> yes. Okay, so... Um, we, we, we already uh, we, we had a podcast a guest, As a podcast guest, we had uh, Vladimir Barboric, um, a very famous Slovak uh, critic. And I talked to him about Jelenický and he had the same sentiment as you have. Uh, mm-hmm. He said, "Like, yeah, I can't read it nowadays. Uh, even though probably he's a really good writer, but I can't do it. So yeah. that's a that's a pity because he's really good."
0: Well, then there is also the question of time. Yeah, yeah. sure. Life is, life is too short. <laughs>
1: Um, uh, but I have, I have uh, two more writers mm-hmm. when you're asking for recommendations. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, uh, another one, that's my favorite maybe political writer, uh, of course, is Ladislav Mňačko. Yes. Um, uh, things like, you know, Reports written too late. Uh, those are amazing books uh, dealing with socialism critically. Um, and of course, Dominik Tatarka, um, he's a demon of consent. Maybe uh, tr- um, so these two i don't know you might know uh, if, if if these were translated Minyatchko and Tatarka into english
0: uh demon of conformism has been oh, translated, okay. but hasn't come back hasn't come out as a book okay. uh, only in a journal, and uh Mňaczko has one or two books translated, but I'm not sure if Oneskorené Reportage is mm-hmm. one of them, possibly not
1: so yeah I w- it would be great to see this these books um, being out there for English readers.
0: Thank you. I'm I'm taking notes of all of these. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I was uh, uh, going to talk about children's books because uh, you devoted the last issue of Kapital in 2020 to fairy tales and uh, you conducted a survey of the best Slovak children's books published since 1989. So what would you say were the most interesting trends that emerged from the survey and which books came out on top and which ones are your personal favorites?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can't really say which one came on top. Uh, there wasn't any chart, but uh, we, we had maybe 30, 40 people um, from Slovak literary world uh, answering this question. What, what are their favorite uh, Fairy tales uh, since 1989. I know the one that uh, was mentioned pretty fairly, uh, maybe the most, was Dušan Tara Rozprávky pre neposlušné deti a ich starostlivých rodičov. Um, Maybe, you know, fairy tales for naughty children and their caring parents. Mm -hmm. Uh, This one was uh, mentioned uh, often. Then Monika Kompenikova, Hlbokomorské rozprávky, Deep sea fairy tales. Uh, and the third one uh, mentioned often was Eric Jakub Groch's Tula A Clara, you know, Little Bum and Clara, maybe. Uh, so maybe these three would kind of like uh, come on top. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then my favorites, um, I don't have that many since uh, I don't have children yet. Maybe it will change uh, then, but uh, maybe two of them would be um, Marek Vadás's "Uček: uh, mm-hmm. The Escape." That's a very nice uh, book for children about migration, about a little kid who migrates with his dog in Africa. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. and. Uh, Another one uh, is, is quite recent. Uh, a poet, Mirka Abelova, uh, published a uh, very nice uh, children's book, uh, and it's a versed, that's a, that's, that's a nice change. Uh, it's a versed book um, written in <laughs> rhymes. It's called Pez Moko Aeho Oko, uh, mm-hmm. The Dog Moko and His Eye. So um, maybe these two.
0: And now, from uh, children's books, let's move on to comic books and graphic novels. So these are genres that are have been gaining recognition in Slovakia quite slowly, more slowly perhaps than in other countries. And I think it's quite telling that uh, one of the first uh, Slovak uh, graphic novels, Daniel Mylins Rudo, first appeared in book form in a Czech translation. Yeah. So. Uh, which comic books or graphic novels do you rate most highly, both Slovak and also those written in other languages?
1: Uh, yeah, uh, well, I think uh, comic genre is uh, really interesting. Uh, there's also a, a reason we dedicated one issue of Capital uh, to political comic books. And also one, uh, one episode of our podcast was dedicated to uh, Political comic books, uh, yeah. As you mentioned, our like Slovak scene is not very huge, uh, and uh, as you as you mentioned, Daniel Um uh, I agree with you. I think he's probably the best right now. Um, his Rudo is is a great one, and uh, from the foreign ones, I I really like them, uh, not because I translated it, but I really like Mouse. Uh, uh, a comic book about Holocaust. Yeah, that's, uh, of course, a very strong one. Um, so you translated
0: uh, yeah. that into Slovak.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. I did. Yeah, I did. Uh, which was, uh, on one hand, easy, uh, like uh, language-wise, but uh, content-wise, <laughs> it was hard because. Uh, mm. It's not easy to translate the book with such a heavy topic. So if uh, if, a listener, if your listeners maybe don't know this one, I recommend it a lot.
0: And uh, so that actually takes us now to your work as a translator. So uh, can you mention some of the books or authors that you most enjoyed translating and also which you found most challenging or maybe those two categories? coincide
1: Uh, no they don't coincide in my case (laughs) Uh, what I enjoyed a lot uh, I must say was uh, John Fante's uh, ask the dust Um, because firstly that's uh, one of my favorite books Uh, I have a strong you know emotional bonding to the book and I really like uh, his style and, and his language and I spent maybe two years with him reading all of his novels and all of his short stories and his biographies and um, basically everything there there is to find about Fante. So I would really get to know him well um, and I enjoyed that. I think that also came out well, I think the book was quite successful. and. Um, um, the more the more difficult ones were, for example, uh, Walden by Thoreau. Um, that's a pretty uh, pretty difficult book, uh, mostly be- because of all the special terms that he is using. You know, he was very uh, very well versed in uh, entomology and botany and ancient philosophy and, and all of these uh, fields so i had to um, look up a lot of special terms and uh, you know now i'm i'm i'm, I'm uh, finishing a translation maybe i have last last chapter uh, and that's a book by a novel by john steinbeck uh, called indubious battle it's uh, one of his one of his uh, early old novels and uh, it turned out to be a difficult one i didn't expect it i expected it to be pretty easy because i read it and a few years ago and i just uh, remembered a lot of dialogues and i thought like okay this would be fun um, i could do it quickly um, and it turns out Sometimes dialogues can be much more difficult to translate uh, uh, than other texts. So um, I'm struggling with this one for a year year now because um, it was it was published in 1936, so it's full of 30s American slangs that workers were using. So. I'm just trying to find equivalent words in Slovak, and that's not easy.
0: Yes, uh, slang and dialect uh, yeah. are really notoriously difficult, and mm. <laughs> transplanting it from one continent to another, from one era to another, yes. yes. Well, good luck with that. <laughs> and. Thank uh, you. Thank you very much for coming on the podcast. Uh, it was really great talking to you. And uh, I hope we'll get a chance to actually meet in person
1: one day. Yeah, that would be great. I would really like that to meet with anyone in person. <laughs> <It> would be <laughs> great. Italy? But with you especially, yeah, I would like that. Let's hope so. <laughs>
0: Let's hope so, yes. Thank you. Bye. Thank you.